0: Calm
1: down, soldier. Don't tell me to calm down. Do you not understand that there was something in the mist? We gotta
2: get guns. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm telling you! It's coming! It's coming! Six people were found dead, presumably killed by a bear. The legend of nature turning sour. Some locals hear it's a black spring.
1: Judgment Day has come.
0: If there's something out there, how are you going to survive? Do you even know where to point that thing?
2: Lock the doors. I think we need to establish a set of rules.
1: Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 135. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. All right. On today's episode, we are going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching before a featured review of Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind starring Mila Jovovich.
3: That's fourth
0: kind. That's the fourth
3: (laughs) kind. Yeah, this one is the 40th anniversary, right? Oh,
0: that's it. Oh. Okay. Wait, this wasn't a new film? I watched the
3: wrong movie i accidentally watched like the third kind okay for well, about two minutes we, and then we it can talk about that I, I, I that off.
1: i remember that one
3: it's not good yeah
1: it's in theaters for one week only nobody went i'm sure because it has
3: been
0: that's how i saw mine
1: yeah we i want to talk yeah. to you about that uh the slowest week at the box office in 16 years or something wow. uh there's just nothing out so we're going back into the vaults you can subscribe to all of our episodes on itunes Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or the podcast software of your choice. Our website is verticalviewing.com. There's a donate
3: button there?
1: There is. It's shiny. It is shiny. There's a PayPal. PayPal lives underneath that button. Consider clicking on it. Secretly hiding underneath. It's waiting for a donation. If you want to drop us a couple of bucks, a couple of cents, help us keep the lights on, offset the cost of running the show,
0: yeah. Stick an internet pie in your ear every week. Anything's great. Much appreciated. Even though pennies aren't legal tender here anymore, we'll take those. Well, you can do them on the internet. They accumulate. Yeah. Like but, in Superman.
1: Dogecoin. 3. We're st- we're still working on Dogecoin, but it's- That's true. It, it, it's, I think everyone's still working <laughs> on Dogecoin. Yeah. Ether or whatever is the next one. Yeah. Um, You can also, if if you want to just have a one night stand with the show, get in, get out. You know, show your love that, in a
3: the, single encounter.
1: The PayPal link will do that. But if you want a long term relationship, if you want to become a patron of the arts, patreon.com slash vertical viewing. That is where our hydrogen, helium, or lithium levels. Those are $1, 2 or $3 per month. You can subscribe. And what happens, Red? You get access to what exactly? Why would you do this?
3: Well, you can listen to some special uh, episodes mm-hmm. that are only available to patrons.
1: Clockwork Orange is coming next week, everybody. It's going to be good. Stay tuned. Uh, you also may get to tell us what to do next. If you want a movie to be reviewed... By the vertical viewing idiots. <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com. Minimum $2 donation. You can tell us to review any movie. We will do it. We have to comply. Uh, we had Superman Returns last month. That was fun. Wasn't good movie. Dune, before that, we have... It was weird. <laughs> That's really? something. That is that is an experience. Uh, we're doing an audio commentary. Coming up. Coming up. This will be on Patreon, but it will be a tease. will be Free for everybody to download. This is a trial run. You don't need to be a patron. uh, But we're just figuring out what movie to get at this point, and we don't know. Thinking Inception. We're thinking a Christopher Nolan marathon of audio commentaries for your comedic delights. I don't don't know if uh, the listeners have any other... Yeah, Dunkirk would be a pretty funny one. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) But we're definitely tearing inception a new one. Interstellar can go to fucking hell. <laughs> so there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh what else is there?
3: Our Instagram account? Not really. I mean Not you can at all. search for it and, and follow us and that would be appreciated. Oh, and then talk to us and vertical tell viewing, your friends to follow us. But
1: vertical viewing at gmail.com, that does work. The Instagram account is busted. If you if you t- if you can contact someone there and beg for us to be unshadow-banned, let us know, because we don't know what to do. No one is seeing our... We're we're invisible on there. Uh, There's also Twitter, at Vertical Viewing. Anyway,
3: moving on with the show. Red, what did you watch? Well, I got to tell you, it's been another busy one. Uh, We are back to school. So nothing. That's right. If you want to hear about the videos I've seen on professional development and differentiation or special education.
0: How was the directing on those? Like, how was the
3: acting? I actually was watching this one. It was really funny because um, this woman starts in uh, a shot. It's about math, and it's really boring, but it's made interesting (laughs) for me because... This is really boring, I know. She's sitting in a chair, and it's it's waist uh, up, and then for some reason partway through, it goes to a tight close-up of her face... And the rest of the video is done uh, very close on an old woman's wrinkly mug. Talking so. about math? Differentiating math, yeah. Well, this sounds awesome to
0: me. That's yeah. So good, that's some good direction right there. I've
3: had a really exciting uh, week, and, and I haven't watched anything besides that in Game of Thrones.
1: Okay, well, you you know. The finale. We, we talked about that pre-show. Yeah, we don't really get into Game of Thrones on here. It's There's o- too it's much. O- it's over, right? The yeah. show's over. Yeah. Uh, Mike... Jump in here because uh, Red, Red he just basically joins us for the the second segment <laughs> these days. I'm
0: when, while I'm studying. No, it's, it's all good. It's, it's all good, dude. I also watched the finale to Game of Thrones, which was okay. A lot of good stuff. I thought the actual episode itself was only okay, which hmm. is, which is too bad. Uh, I finished the Defenders. Um, good. Okay, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, the first half because. What they did on The Defenders, I would love for them to do on the Marvel series going forward. Right now, all of the Marvel series are 13 episodes. And all of them, without fail, suffer from being 13 episodes long. There's a lull in the middle of all of it for two or three episodes that just, it just seems like filler. Uh, and it almost loses me every time. It, but then it picks back up. I'm like, okay, now there's only like three or four episodes left. Sweet. Bam. Uh, Defenders is only eight episodes long, which I, which was great because any more it would be bad. Um, the first four-ish, four to five episodes I thought were really good. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff I enjoyed. Just uh, the characters meeting up. I've talked about this before. Then the last few just sort of missed the mark. The re- resolution is really not rewarding. I don't like the story falls apart. Why do they always order so many episodes of these things? I don't know. Like, it must be the deal that they made, like, Marvel and Netflix made for these 13 episodes. And I think there's a lot of interest. I think even though they keep making shit, people
3: are sort of really hungry for the stuff that they promise
0: but don't necessarily deliver. There's some really cool stuff in The Defenders. Like, it was. It's okay. It's not bad. The worst part of this is, once again. Uh, the guy who plays Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, I forget his name. He was Loras Tyrell in uh, Game of Thrones. He mm-hmm. had like six speaking lines in an entire series. I don't know how he got this role. He is not right for the part. He's awful. Like he is just bad at what he's doing here. So and I am holding it against him because I really like Iron Fist as a character. And fuck. Um, so yeah, Defenders is only okay. The first half, mm. great. And then it just... Is not so good, but that first half elevates the second half to to be almost acceptable. Uh what else did I watch? I watched something else. Defenders. Is there gonna be a second go around
1: of that shit? Are we having a season two?
0: Uh probably. probably. Like uh, okay. there's definitely gonna be a season two of Jessica Jones, which so, is coming yeah. up. Season three of Daredevil, which they make you wait a long ass time. Between. There's a Punisher show. Punisher's coming out in November, yes. I think. So yes. that should be good because John Bernthal is a really good uh, Frank Castle. Like he was the best, arguably best the Punisher best part had. Yeah, of, he's arguably the best part of Daredevil season two, because he's like the scenes he's in are so good. Um, yeah, I want fuck. More. And also, Daredevil's great because it has uh, what's his name. Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, and he yeah. is so good. He was deadly. Like, uh, Did they fuck. have the bullet head guy? No. Bullseye? Yeah. No, they don't have him yet. Damn it. Can you get Colin Farrell? <laughs> I was going to say, maybe they should just get Colin Farrell to come back. That looked I don't know, so like,
3: bad. hissing and shit. Uh, he was so uh, terrible in that.
0: Uh, I also watched the Netflix series The Mist. Oh, yeah. Which... Is an adaption of the Stephen King novella. Yes, which, and which is, well, they also made the movie The Mist. They've also made the movie The Mist, starring, starring Tom, Tom Jane. Thomas Jane,
1: and the, Just Want My Kids Back. The, um,
0: the bleakest ending in cinematic history, <laughs> yes. arguably. It's, uh, it's it's pretty heavy. That's pretty intense. So for anyone who's unclear, the original story and the movie adaption uh, follow... I forget the name of the town it's a small town in maine it's always in maine uh and this really thick mist rolls in and covers everything up and there's creatures in the mist that yeah. start killing people so everybody uh that we follow anyway takes shelter in a supermarket and then it's all about the interpersonal relationships and people trying to figure out what's going on and just dealing with each other and the drama it's and it's pretty good have you read the uh the book no I didn't I never read the book but I listened to a uh a radio play version of it which oh, cool. was really cool
3: yeah because the it's got a lot in it that is sort of dealt with i think in the movie but not quite as much yeah That's and so good.
0: the tv series is a little lower budget the <sighs> the mist looks <sighs> shitty and frank da- frank
1: darabont is not involved
0: no. as far as you know no like why did this happen so, yeah why I, would why do you need to make this I don't know so I'm only two episodes in and I'll report back if I carry on or not um I think there's ten episodes this for the first season so if all if we it starts off with this army dude from arrowhead which is the facility near the town that's where the north mi- central positronics yes. the,
1: the mist comes out of some dimensional portal or something right yeah
0: spoilers no <laughs> is it <laughs> yes
3: this is all dark tower like it's not spoilers for the dark tower but it's like
0: <laughs> but uh yeah anyway so he wakes up he doesn't remember who he is there's a dog with him he's like are you mine blah 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 blah. the mist rolls in the dog barks and runs into the mist and gets like eviscerated to shreds. and so he runs the to town trying to warn everybody about it uh and the police think he's crazy and throw him in jail and so the whole first episode is really setting up the families we're going to be following so there's the main family uh a father a mother and their 16 year old daughter And there's already a rift between the mother and father. Like, they don't seem to be getting along with their parenting styles. The dad lets the daughter go off to a party when she was expressly forbidden after, like, this big football victory. She gets drugged and raped. Oh, you're giving away a lot of detail, I hear. Yes, (laughs) yes. Well, this is the setup, right? Right. But but my question
3: is, so this reminds me in, like, what you're describing is sort of similar to but different enough from the writing the original writing that it reminds me of, like um, Under the Dome, mm. which I can't remember if I didn't watch. I watched all a of few that, but,
0: episodes of it, but um,
3: and that I didn't really enjoy because, like when King writes, the character writing is really well developed, and there's you know really clear, consistent paths that you can follow. And and yeah, I think when you're watching it on TV, the writers are doing different things to sort of deceive you and your get you know get your excitement up or would we'll do whatever uh yeah so, so it su- sort of suffers
0: this this episode is all about setting the stage for all of the interpersonal conflicts about the sur- the people the survivors that are going to be hiding it's actually in a it takes place in two locations at the moment there are some people taking shelter to church and there are some in a mall instead of a supermarket so they're split up and um it's like it's trying to deal with these heavy themes, but it's not very good. How are they like,
1: stretching this self-contained story into, like, a whole season? I is don't it know. All, is it all going to be on one day or something, or is it...
0: Well, so far, it's over the course of a couple of days. Okay, but, so it's a longer s- but, a scale of time. But the mist just showed up. So right now, the th- like, the mist showed up at the end of the first episode, and the entire second episode probably took place over 30 minutes in the mist, so... It, it'll probably be one day. It's like close maybe, to real time. Maybe like two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- th- So it's... I don't know. I'll... Is I don't there, have a full... Um,
3: did you meet... Because there's always... And there is in this, but there's like the religious fanatic.
0: Not really. No? There was... Um, I thought I pegged who was going to be the religious fanatic. Um. But she was more of a hippie, and she's like, "There is no God," sort of thing. So that threw me for a loop. Hmm. So I don't know if there is one yet. Like nobody has come. Somebody front and in the center. supermarket, I thought. Um, so somebody in the mall, maybe that. Huh. Uh, what I what I don't like, like the acting is is okay. It's not great. It's TV caliber acting. It's so, so weird. Why did this happen? I don't There's know. So many. It's, it's so Stephen weird. Stephen King. Pr- and uh, TV shows in production right now. It's insane. And so my cons- here's my biggest concern about this whole thing. They focus very much on the sexual assault of this teenage girl and how she doesn't know what happened because she was uh, unconscious, but her best friend, who is a social outcast, says it was like the the well-loved quarterback in town who's the son of the police chief, and so they accuse him and then everyone treats them as pariahs, which is fairly accurate actually to how like rape reports and stuff happen these days, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But I think they're setting it up so that he's actually not the dude that did it in which case it's sort of validating all of these people's yeah. hatred toward her for reporting that it was him and that's a very slippery slope that like hmm. i don't think they're setting it up very well and it's, it's a bad look yeah i'm very i'm very concerned that hmm. they didn't think this through uh, but you're going to pound through this well i'm going to give it another couple episodes to see if it's any like if it gets any better the effects aren't great Uh, it's gory though. Like they, they don't look like it. They don't skimp on the, uh, the deaths. Okay. Like the the, red corn. So far my best, the favorite, my favorite part of this whole first couple episodes is one of the holier than thou moms in town is like, who is hating on the daughter for like ruining the reputation of this golden boy. It's like, well, you know, you shouldn't lie about things. And the daughter's like, don't go out there. It's like, there's something in the midst. She's like, well, you liar, blah, 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 blah. She walks out the front of the super or the the mall, runs back, missing her jaw. Oh, damn. And then just gets pulled back and like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So it has its moments. It might get better. Okay. I, I don't
1: know. It's a cool, I love the concept of all these awesome, gigantic monsters. Red is chewing his knuckles He's off just right ripping now. Ripping my jaw. Like
0: He hates uh, it. I
3: like the story. No, i to I'm yeah. like imagine what that looks like. That's so horrifying. Th- oh,
0: yeah. It was... Like, cause it's okay. it's gone, and she's screaming. So you just see like this hole with her tongue. It's clapping. like in Ugh. South
3: Park, and when the Britney Spears, except the opposite. Yeah,
0: it's uh, uh, okay. so, so that's so, the that's the mist. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. I'm gonna give it a chance, probably more than it deserves, simply because I really like the story yeah. and I want to see if they can end up doing it justice.
1: What else you got?
0: Uh, that's it. Okay. Uh, so,
3: how about you, uh,
0: Scott? I'm not red. My name's not red. <laughs> no, Yours
1: is. That's, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You okay? Everything, that ha- everything's that, hot in here. Does it's that
0: just, does that happen often? Where you call no, people have, by your name?
1: I ha- I don't know how that. It's freaking out right now. Uh, I watched a few things, some interesting things, actually, some fucking weird things. I don't know what order to go in here. the The weirdest one, I should start with. I watched Escape from Tomorrow, directed by Randy Moore. Uh, this is from 2013. What is Escape from Tomorrow? Yeah, I'm it, curious. It, it is a a black and white art house comedy horror film shot illegally at Disney World.
3: <laughs> okay, are they so in Tomorrowland? You saw this at a Cineplex, right? At like a seven thirty showing. Um, had popcorn and like three D mov- glasses
1: on. This movie came out in twenty thirteen. So I don't How know what did- you're talking about. Um, did- where did
3: this come out though? I don't imagine uh... it-,
1: it came to film festivals. Okay, cool. Um. So there's there's I I you're these are leading questions I can tell, or at maybe you don't even know what you're leading at, but there's a good reason why Disney didn't pursue legal action against this movie, um, and it's the, the movie's terrible is probably why.
3: <laughs> so it doesn't matter that it got made.
1: What what exactly is happening here? Uh, a scumbag, douchebag, schlubby idiot is on vacation with his family. Uh, and he loses his job at the beginning of the movie and his kids lock him out on the balcony uh it, 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 he's a, he's a loser and his marriage starts to kind of crumble and dissolve throughout his day at Disney World as he starts to lose his mind and the rides start come coming to life and turning evil and Wow. So there's like
3: special effects very, overlaid in the
1: very crude ones. Um Not practical? Digital, very very crude, horrible digital visual effects <laughs> in the black and white. That are <laughs> weird. Okay, this this movie is one <laughs> This movie is one bananas off the wall performance away from being the room. I mean that. Like Ooh. the visual effects are as bad as the room. And this, the acting is as bad as the room. There's just not that ridiculous accent performance. It's just m- a lot more subdued. Um, he awkwardly, this dude becomes obsessed with these two underage gr- Parisian girls and starts following them throughout the park. Now, the interesting thing about the movie is f- being filmed at Disney World, you get to see all of these. It's incredible to see all these licensed characters and rides that you, you don't see in films
3: ever. Right. Like no character. Yeah. Like they don't shoot inside Disneyland.
1: You never see a movie where the actors go to Disneyland or Disney World. Like it never happens. They just don't, it doesn't happen. Disney doesn't allow film shoots in the park. It's not,
0: it's not worth it for them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They just don't do it. Uh, and so to have all this done illegally and they're like, he's with his family on It's a Small World and all these Space Mountain and stuff, all these famous rides that, um, this maybe you've never even got had a chance to be on I've never gone yeah. to this place. Yeah. Um, it, it's amazing to see all of this like in a movie and in a real movie, quote unquote. I mean it but a terrible It's a one. real movie. I believe it's shot on a DSLR so you don't know that um, of movies being shot, right? It looks a little bit more conspicuous. It's just somebody taking some With photos maybe. Hammer, yeah. Um but this movie is Awful. Absolutely awful. There's some hints at, like, cat flu that come around in this horrific ending that's really disgusting with, like, coughing up hairballs and shit. Like, it doesn't skimp on the horror element at the end, but the horror element's terrible. The comedy element's terrible. Everything about this movie's terrible except for the really cool... Disneyland. ...concept. Yeah. So, you have this awesome idea that you completely botch by having... Bad writing. Well, it, it's very clear he has Bad no directing. talent. This, this Randy Moore, other than just he's kind of a scam artist, right? It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a ploy. He's getting his film into Sundance and getting recognition by just kind of a prank, and no talent in like it's. So obvious that this, this script is written by a completely inept
3: moron. It sounds really
1: bad. <laughs> um, but it, it it is really bad up until the last ten minutes when, like I said, this cat flu thing comes into play and people like one guy gets he turns into a fucking weird cat or something and he fucking dies. But then there's these men in black, maybe mouse in black, these Disney agents who come in to sort of dispose of his body. Uh, after he's died of cat flu, and what is happening? They the, the one the one kid was really upset because he didn't get to go on the Buzz Lightyear ride the whole movie, and uh, that's great. Yeah, and and the and the men in black basically are like, "Well, I'm sorry you couldn't go on it." Put their hand on his head, basically beam him the experience of going on Buzz Lightyear because the ride was broken down. Uh, So these weird men in black Disney MIB agents are kind of interesting and I'm thinking, oh, that's a cool idea. These weird agents at Disney World there to make sure you have fun at all costs and if you don't have a good time, we're going to beam fun fun into your brain. Yeah, like that. I felt like it started to get really satirical and interesting and bending Disney's humongous empire of, you know, influence back on itself. Um But no, the movie just is over. I I wish the whole thing was about these men in black agents, but instead it's about literally about a man following two young underage girls around. It's it's awkward as hell. What the?
0: Okay,
1: not a fan of Escape from Tomorrow.
3: And don't put this on your watch list on Letterboxd.
1: No. Well, it was. I put it on and... Uh, here's Took my it off. <laughs> just listen to my review that I just did right now.
2: Um, you can link to this
1: podcast. Yeah. Uh, quickly, I also watch Oklahoma City, which is a documentary on Netflix. Highly recommended. Harrowing shit, of course. It's is, about the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. Timothy McVeigh. It's essentially how did Timothy McVeigh bomb what led to his actions and it's you know traces it all the way back to you know Ruby Ridge and Waco and then him doing the bombing on the two year anniversary of the Waco incident as payback for wow, you know this the ATF yeah the, you know the police states and the government's coming to take our guns and uh, Oklahoma City completely insane and scary to watch because you think of Charlottesville you think of fascist nazi groups now and you can sort of see the wheels of history coming back Hmm. full circle to where we were uh you know i can see you can see perhaps right now seeds of hatred are being sowed for future events sown well it's it's scary like who knows in, in a few years who knows what kind of revenge you know, well, it, like, it is brewing between
3: yeah for what just happened with the car, white right? supremacist
1: groups and everybody um,
3: else. There's another interesting story. I, there's been documentaries about that are uh, I, I that are the Unabomber. Yeah, and yeah. The yeah. story about his creation by um, because he was like experimented on when he went to Harvard. Which is really Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about him. Um, like unethical experiments that would never be allowed today, where they really fucked him up, and then the, uh, he dropped out of school.
1: Yeah, and became yeah, a. It's bomber. crazy. The other thing I watched is uh, The Purge. Oh, nice! <laughs> is this your first viewing? Never seen The Purge. The, I, I haven't the original, either. Original, right? So, like the, fir-
0: the first Purge movie. So it's, I watched,
1: but directed by James DeMonico, twenty thirteen. The Purge. So
0: this the movie sucks with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> What is, movie sucks? What is dick. He, Why what is Ethan Hawk doing these days, by the way?
1: I don't know, being being some sort of uh like, rock what, star. What, what um He's
3: wearing nose rings in why are,
1: why are there always scary masks in horror movies? Like why do you always have to have like a weird because Halloween not, mask not
3: being able it's like a psychological thing, right? Not being able to see the humanity of the attacker. That's really original.
0: Well also <laughs> well, also the attackers, right? Like it's easy to put on a mask and not be yourself yeah, and yeah. just do it
1: in a, in 2022 you can let your anger fester and then release it once per year on purge night everybody so there's crime is at an all-time low because you essentially aren't allowed to do crimes obviously uh, <laughs> except for one night so save all your crime for one night of the year get all your get all your crime done kill people <laughs> rape people blow people's heads off rob shit just do all your crime once
0: a year. And then the rest of the year is really peaceful, so it's uh it balances out. See, Sounds good to me. See, this is such a stupid concept and the movie focuses way too much on the fact that people are like, Oh, let's go murder. Okay, but wait, if, wait. But wait. if all crime is available like this Drop a nuke or something. Well, no, like you you just mentioned it. Like, what about raping shit like that? Like this is a horrific idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like this is not you can kill children and stuff. Like, this is... Oh. So, that, that's why I, I think the idea is actually really
1: fascinating, and you can explore all sorts of different aspects of, of of culture using this concept. However, The Purge, 2013, directed by James DeMonaco, focuses on Ethan Hawke's stupid security, security system. system. The whole movie is basically about how... He, his he, company is... Is kind of sketchy, and he, yeah. he builds his own... It's a self-contained domestic, yeah. It's like a safe room movie. This movie doesn't really starring Jodie Foster. Like it's 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 not really a purge. Like you 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 understand the idea of a purge movie, and then the movie that you watch doesn't really give you what. You th- what the uh, the concept is that what sets the later
3: because there's like 15 purge movies. Well, though, that's right? I get that, they that finally. The I guess
1: that's what the other two. I'm going to watch them because this uh, is okay. going to be awesome. Uh, but, <laughs> Why? <laughs> but uh, it, it's almost as if they realize the novelty of the idea after they sort of fuck it up with this really navel gazing, misguided first movie where it's not really a purge story. It's more of just like a domestic thriller with some gangsters outside your house who want to get in. Band, yeah, because so. the story involves... Um, you know, they, they, it's Purge Night, so Ethan Hawke's uh, going to shut all the metal barriers down. We're just going to have a nice night, have a glass of wine, maybe watch a movie, just wait for Purge Night to blow over with all the bank vault doors locked. And But his son sees this poor man running down the street, bloody, beat up. I, I think I've seen the first... Decides to, movie. oh, man, I'll let you in, buddy. And he lets this guy in. What are you doing? Don't let him in. Who is innocent. He, he's just some guy running on purge night from uh, a Dad, bunch of he murderers. needs our help. And then next thing you know, 50 uh, guys in pig masks and clown masks show up and say, the guy in your house is a suspect or not even, he's, he's one of our purge targets and we need him.
0: Yeah. Let him out. Like, give us, give hi- him to us and you'll be fine. It's basically what they say, right? Yeah. They don't want, they don't have any beef with the, the homeowners. They're chasing this guy for who knows why.
1: And they go to insane lengths to get this dude. Whereas like they're, they're willing to sort of give up all their activities for purge night and wait around on Ethan Hawke's lawn for one dude. Yeah, yeah. Is there no one else on your list?
0: I don't get it. I mean, it, it, what a waste only, of you your only, purge! You only have this this time every year. Yeah, and you're just gonna
1: spend it looking for one dude in this neighborhood that is. All, all the houses are all locked down. It's like imagine going to a really rich neighborhood on Purge night. There's hey, probably nothing going on because everybody's in their safe
3: room. When does Purge night like end? What time? seven a.m. Seven a.m. And then the cops just come yeah. out and attend to all of the A- crime exactly
1: yeah at, at 7 a.m they're like let's see what the fucking damage
3: is <laughs> like they just but like how like do blood, all the criminals blood running in the streets all but, the criminals are operating on swiss time pieces here where they've like packed up and taken off by 7 a.m it'd be cool if there's the next movie uh, the next movie is called apparently
1: called like purge world tour or something or purge uh a uh, reality show or something oh But I God. think It'd be really cool If you had a Purge movie Like in a courtroom drama That was about How some guy committed a murder At like 701 And, he I, was, and yeah. you're like Shit what do he we do stabbed him at 659 Yeah And he and, died at 701 Yeah what do we do uh, The Purge <laughs> is bad But I can't wait to watch Purge Anarchy And Purge Election Year Everybody Yeah uh, they sound great Uh, uh and, and it's the movie kind of goes into how it creates new enemies for each year, right? So you
3: sort of... Oh, gee, it's a cycle. Th-
1: think about how that would work, right? Like oh, somebody, somebody fucks you over on Purge Night. Well, you, I'm going to fuck them over you, next you, Purge you Night. You mark them for a year, and you let that hatred bubble up, and then you... You buy a rabbit mask, Yeah, <laughs> and you get that. Purge sucks,
3: guys. Don't watch it.
1: But what you should watch is Close Encounters... Of of the the
0: turd kind? Of
1: the turd kinds. I have famously huge turds. (laughs) The turd kind. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, he pulls up to the old train stop. Something's behind him, guys. Just
3: go around. And the guy goes around and he's like,
1: you're an ass. You're in the middle of the road, you (sighs) jackass. Guys, guys, we can't get into it yet.
0: Vous cru obligés, ici? And the two of you felt uh, compelled to be here? <laughs> yeah, you might say that. But, but, but what did you expect to find? An answer. That's not crazy, is it? I think we
2: could put in a helicopter with the others. I'll Major Walsh. It would be to credibility. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Is that it? Is that all you're, you're gonna ask me?
1: Well, I got a couple of thousand goddamn questions, you know? I wanna speak to someone in charge. I wanna lodge a complaint. You have no right to make people crazy. You think I investigate every Walter Cronkite story there is, huh? If this is just nerve gas, how come I know everything in such detail? I've never been here before. How come I know so much? What the hell is going on around here? Oh, you people! so that was a clip from close encounters of the third kind after an encounter with ufos a line worker feels undeniably drawn to an isolated area in the wilderness where something spectacular is about to happen maybe is that a spoiler
3: mm. no no it, I, well i mean it's a teaser it's, yeah okay it's not a spoiler it doesn't give anything away
1: Close Encounters is directed by Steven Spielberg. Who's and that? It's, I don't know who he is. He wrote it, some too. nobody. It's one of the only films he wrote, I believe. And I have some questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss, Francois Truffaut, Terry Garr, Melinda Dillon, uh, Bob Balaban, and uh, I think that's it. Lance Henriksen's in the background of a few yes, shots, yes, if you is. remember. Uh, yeah. I was like, this- oh shit, it's Bishop. This movie came out in the same year as Star Wars and uh, George Lucas and Spielberg are bros and they had a bet with each other's movie. They humbly thought that each other were making a bigger hit, you know, than they were false
0: modesty. John Williams scored both of these. I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> he was just laughing to the bank. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yours is better. Yours is I better. Mean, they, <laughs> they couldn't be more different.
1: Um, yeah. But they they bet each other I would, you know, my movie will make more than Your movie will make more than mine, and vice versa. Right. And I I think they still are making money off of... The bet? Like, every year?
3: Do they have to pay each other every year because it changes?
1: There's just royalties getting... Besides the point.
3: That's pretty funny.
1: Uh, The 40th anniversary... Is this year. ...has arrived. We are getting pursued by the FBI. There are choppers all around us. Yeah, we are doing some heavy copyright infringement.
3: Holy shit.
1: Uh, Red, what did you think of Close Encounters?
3: Um this movie is you know, it's a classic. It really is. I hadn't seen it in years though, I realized, and uh I was glad to re watch some parts of the film. Uh the effects you know I, I they're not bad for the some time. Some of them hold
2: up
1: really well. Yeah, yeah,
3: the uh some of the shots of the spacecraft. Those little
1: spinning UFOs.
3: Fucking love them, dude. I don't like the little ones, and I I have some issues, and we'll maybe we'll get to that. But the giant uh, ship thing, pretty pretty cool <laughs> looking. Um, although would look really different today. You could tell it was a practical effect and had some weird design choices on it that I don't think people when this film came out would actually have noticed. Um, it looks like kit bashing. It yeah, really totally, has. totally. Yeah. It's something that we could make. Right now, if we went to a hobby shop and just bought all different kinds of models. But uh, besides that, the, the the plot is really fun and it's interesting. Well, I say fun, but there's some dark stuff going on with the family, um, which is what I have questions about. It, this is one of the few films that Spielberg wrote. And at the very heart of it is the sort of failure of uh, Ray's marriage and you witness his children sort of go through traumatic experiences watching their father for all intents and purposes lose his mind
1: the the, the family feels completely in disarray before the event occurs a little i would bit, argue a the, little the, bit the house it's chaotic it, that's it's true com- it's complete but i think it's complete pandemonium
3: in I, there yeah i think that some yeah you're you have a point absolutely but uh, No handle on his kids and no regard for... Well, the scene, right, there's one scene <laughs> with the one son... Smashing the leg. ...jumping into the playpen and just <laughs> noisily destroying a doll in the background like while something else is going on. Um, interesting and really, you're right, paints a, paints a really clear picture of how things go in that home because it's just overlooked until Ray is about to lose his mind. And then... The the part with this throwing stuff through the kitchen window, though, I mean, the the, the wife in this family is really terrible, like r- a horrible person. Like w- in, in the first time there's conflict, she sort of screams at him and shuts herself in the bathroom. And I was thinking, you know, if he killed himself right now, that wouldn't be surprising based on what you just experienced. And that's what, how you responded in this situation to this guy in Crisis who's just literally saying, Just want you to hold me. put your arms around me. Yeah. It's such a little thing. Like, it means so much. And she's screaming and crying and pushing him away. Yeah. That was, like, harsh. The, the, all of the characters in this film are actually really bad. Mm. Right? And then later on, for, for, I didn't really buy the connection. Like, he kisses uh, the the blonde woman jillian jillian like they kiss for a second i didn't buy that like you, you i kind of have do. that kind of connection like
1: well they have a connection that is she
3: she understands him in a way that no, is, but they
1: have a connection that is above you know sort of
3: their own control right without giving anything away Hmm. maybe and i can i can kind
0: of maybe well, and see that would that, be yeah. so refreshing too like after the rejection from his wife, for we don't really get a time sense of time here though, like it feels like a while that he's been doing going crazy basically because
3: they're pretty. Like, I don't know, the, the, the one son is displaying all kinds of like what we might call unexpected behaviors, yeah, uh, in my role, yeah, and uh, the other son. Is just crying all the time, and then finally, like, actually has an episode, the one night where he just snaps and starts breaking stuff and throwing stuff, and then the, the kid with the actual behavioral problems is just, you know, shocked into silence. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The, f- the family's in disarray already. Yeah, um, these
3: kids are gonna be but uh, however, however, you, you, in trouble.
1: The, the overall, though, you're, f- you're a fan of the film, despite these character well, flaws that are it's not really that I, bad?
3: It's not that I think necessarily that they're flaws, it's just that they're really heavy things to include in this movie which you know it markets itself as something about like you know this otherworldly alien experience and alien like contact but there's all this other really heavy stuff going on kind of unnecessarily and i don't know why spielberg would put this there
1: i think it's It's his age right
3: well, yeah, yeah. maybe. I, a lot about this movie, though, really quickly, c- could not happen today. Like this movie, absolutely could not happen today, the way that nobody knows what their vision is of. Like we have Google image search. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Everybody it, it, would know, and everybody would be there. Like, they have. They
1: have to bust a globe. The only way for them to know the latitude and longitude of this. Yeah, like it's an you know, esoteric thing is, to is figure a, out. A, that's such a great scene, though. It is, and 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 I mean, you have. You watch stuff like The Martian and you see echoes of this scene, right? Where okay, go into the member in The Martian, they go into the cafeteria and they pull down a map yeah. yeah. off the wall. A painting of this one area that they need. Um yeah, the, the, this movie sets the tone for a lot of stuff.
0: Uh Mike, are you a fan of the movie though? Uh overall, I'd say yes. Like it uh, it it feels old to me. Just yeah. just Just the sensibilities. Like what you were talking about. This feels like a family. I wasn't alive in the 70s. But it feels like family values from around that time and even before. Like uh, the son calling the dad a cry. Like he sees his dad upset. And what does he do? He calls him a crybaby and gets upset and tells him to stop crying. that's
3: another super traumatic... Like Like, that dad is in trouble.
0: Like... (laughs) So... Oh, Oh yeah. This this family is is not in great shape. What I... (laughs) I hadn't seen this movie in a while, so it was nice to see it again in, on the big screen. And 4K, I believe. Yeah, it looked really good. It's they uh, They played a short little documentary at the start. Oh, awesome. Uh, it was an interview with Steven Spielberg and Denis Villeneuve and J.J. Abrams, and I'd like to thank Steven Spielberg for giving us Denis Villeneuve because he said in this documentary that this movie is the reason he's a director. Like wow. they, they watched it in a film class at school, and he's like, oh, shit, this is what movies can be. I want to make these. So, he said that about Blade Runner. I know. Uh, he, so I guess he just says it about all of them. But um, <laughs> what I find really interesting is Steven Spielberg, and this probably exists elsewhere too, like this is probably like a kit bash of different documentaries. Um, it was an odd choice playing it before the movie because anyone who hasn't seen it It's even worse than the trailer. Like, it just Mm. runs through a bunch of shit. Uh, It was like a 20-minute documentary, a short little documentary right before the movie, which I was not expecting. That's really crazy. Yeah. Um, But Steven Spielberg says, like, it's not based on any experiences because he would have loved to have experienced the sighting of a UFO. So he really, really wanted it to happen. So he made this movie. This is his wet like, dream this is what he figures it would be like so it's almost as if all of these family things did he have issues with his family because it seems like it's a very cathartic it's just biographical it's, like yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah it it feels like a guy who's just way more interested in making a movie about this subject and also just you know p- expensive pretending right going off and yeah. i'm going on this adventure um did steven
3: spielberg destroy his family to become no, a successful director
1: well, he didn't. I don't think he was married or had any kids at this point, right?
3: Not that we
0: know of. Oh, shit. wink, wink. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's it's interesting with that information because I didn't know that before watching this. How he's basically written R- Richard Dreyfus's Richard Robert Roy R- Neary. Roy? Roy Neary. Uh, yeah, Roy Neary. Uh, like I assume that's who he wants to be in this movie. So the guy that gets so single-minded. And that's all that matters. So it's basically like Steven Spielberg is saying, you know what? If I saw a UFO, fuck yeah, this is the only thing that would matter to me. Uh, so that really it made the dark scenes almost darker to me.
1: <laughs> we we can like, get in. We can get into this. I think the movie does give Roy a a few um, points of saving grace and and a few points of merit in 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 trying to save his marriage. And I I have some. I have some observations that I think I'd like to hear interesting. go against. Think, everybody criticizes this movie for being really selfish and, you know, the protagonist being, you know, just, just actually a real dick. And, 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 but he's, well, no, I, I wouldn't really. People say, well, that? Steven Spielberg's comments about the movie saying that he regrets the way it was made in the fact that he wouldn't have made it if he had a family. So it, mm. the, the fact that he didn't affected the way the movie was actually made interesting Uh, okay that's um, interesting and and i feel like people have taken that narrative and they've because it's from the director's mouth uh they've
0: they've created a huge flaw around this this character which is it's that seems odd to me because it's not like it was his choice in any of this right like
3: I, i don't think it paints it as a flaw in his character though i think what it does is it 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 paints the whole family as a poor set of characters like if if he says he wrote it when he didn't have a family that means he doesn't know what family life is like and all the stuff that we're talking about and all these interactions he doesn't actually know so that scene where he's, he's really just asking his wife you know hug me you know it's such a little thing like any that seems, I feel like a wife would
0: hug you well that seems odd too like going back to this documentary that might have colored my viewing, like J.J. Abrams is sitting there talking about how the movie does such a good job of, this is the family at the time. Like, this is this was my family. This is the American family. So, it's like he doesn't have any criticisms about the way the family interactions were written. Hmm. Uh, it, it really is a product of its time. Yeah, that's um, just what it was like.
1: I, 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 for one, love this movie though. For all of these flaws with the characters, the story and the narrative is so compelling that you, you can ignore really poorly written
0: shit. Um, I actually just wanted to get back to uh, Lacombe. Yeah. I, I like that story where well, they're going around the world and all of a sudden these missing ships. Well, are... that's
1: that's a really great sort of subplot. And that's where the movie starts is is almost like a Michael Crichton kind of vibe I got where you, you're on this scientific expedition. We're in the desert we don't really know what's like, this is pure Spielberg, right? This yeah. opening scene, I feel like Jurassic Park is, is pulling shades from here where,
3: cause what is it they first find?
0: It's it's the, it's, the planes from world war two. Yeah. The, 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 the they're in
3: perfect condition. Flight, flight and they 19,
1: start which is a real flight that disappeared over the Bermuda triangle. Um, flight 19, look it on Wikipedia, uh, that like the, the, all the planes materialize out of the sandstorm. Um, And and then the mystery, I guess, begins. I I love all of this. It's pure Spielberg, where you kind of don't know where you are, and all these characters are barking orders, and kind of you're you're just thrown into this bizarre, mysterious situation. But there's like an element of perhaps paranormal to it. Jurassic Park, with you know, they're bringing in that giant crate. Yeah. Right, it, just, it has Spielberg written all over it. Um, and then the air traffic control sequence, same exact thing. All all he does is just have faces staring, right? That's your classic
0: Spielberg routine. Is These people come, just dealing with a situation, they're not...
1: Come in tight on the face and have them look off at something in wonderment and in just shock and awe. You know
3: what? There's a couple of these ones that you're describing that are just brutal. And the whole time I was watching them, this... This big, tall, white haired guy. Like every time there's one of these scenes, it's all these scientists just gawking, right? And this dude from the back will walk through a crowd of them, even though he's taller than everybody and you could see him from the start, and then like put his hand on the first guy's shoulder. And I'm thinking, like, what a dick. All those guys yeah, behind some, you can't see. What? There's some <laughs> bad acting going on.
1: Um, and then, so, yeah, we're in this air traffic control sequence. All these dudes are all, like, we slowly cut with more and more faces looking at this tense situation of this near miss with the UFO, perhaps. Um, again, all pure Spielberg. Our second prologue, by the way, third prologue. I love 70s so good (laughs) third prologue we're in Barry's house maybe one of the best parts of the movie this this whole sequence with so Barry wakes up in the middle of the night we have our our little
0: four year old even younger right It seems like it's... How old would this kid be? Like three? Yeah. It seems like he's in a different... Like, this scene seems like it's from a different movie to me. Well, all
1: of his electronic toys spark to life. I think... Recently divorced, I'm imagining. There's boxes all around the house, implying I think they recently moved away from a husband. That's uh, weird. Yeah. But all of his electronic toys, which he has like a thousand of... His whole room is full of toys. It's like a toy store in there. Um, Everything sparks to life. This is, I think, Close Encounters is the first movie that sort of set the tone for when aliens come. Weird shit happens. Electricity gets weird. It either goes out or goes on and things go funky. I mean, every movie exploits this now. Whenever the power goes out, aliens are just cutting the power. But when we go downstairs, what? the fuck is happening can you guys explain to me what's going on barry comes upon the fridge it's completely busted open
0: and Food he, everywhere
1: and he does he see some beings in his yeah he, he totally sees the does. little green he sees the little graylien so this is this is brilliant because spielberg doesn't show us any of this and no. this this little kid's performance is
3: mind-blowing i mean it well be- it's mind-blowing because he doesn't actually have to act in the way they just shoot him
1: well, his, we, it, they they stay right on his face, and
3: they probably just show his real mom.
1: He's he's <laughs> I, 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 he's probably looking at his those uh, those his are just or Real reactions of somebody playing and doing funny things. But it's amazing to watch little Barry and his reactions go from what is first like fear,
3: like what's going on, what's
1: and that? then disgust, and then confusion, and then curiosity, and then a friendly smile going across his face when perhaps the aliens are are playing tricks on him or something um i all of that is scary to me i don't know why because spielberg's not showing you any of it and
3: but a kid's innocence means it must be convincing it, but
1: it's it's just really fucked to just think that he, what the hell is he looking at right you it, the aliens show up in this movie in the first 5 minutes it's just you don't get to see them you just see flashing lights
0: well and here's, like, again, this is where I'm like, well, who, who are these aliens? Because they do not act the same way the other ones do. There's, like, three different kinds, There's right? all
3: different kinds in this. <clears throat> There's all different kinds. We get a fourth prologue. 70s movies are awesome. I think at, thi- awesome. at this point, are they not just chapters? Well, like,
1: I don't know. Then we actually, t- maybe 10 minutes in, we finally cut get around to cutting to the Neary household and how shitty it is. And his son sucks at math you and are he's frustrated.
3: He's the worst math teacher it, ever. Exactly.
1: Right. Put the boxcar on here. How, like,
3: he's like, dad, I don't get fractions. He's like, well, and then he, an he's idiot. like, well, answer this question. That's got fractions in it. And he's like, I just told you I can't do fractions. He's like, okay, well now answer that question. With trains there, and there's people's lives on the line. There's a ton of what, information what?
1: Uh, being given to us in this scene where where his kids are are just misbehaving and he can barely have. have he, and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. And then yeah, can't. what does he
3: say? He's like, "That's why I graduated, so I don't have to do these questions anymore."
0: Yeah.
1: And then his his wife is asking him to be you know more responsible with taking the kids
3: on. Take them to mini golf or whatever, like we got to do more movies. stuff.
1: Um, and and like, there's not, there's no positivity running through anything in this household at, at this scene. So,
3: yeah, I don't do know wanna, what Spielberg is trying to show us here. The question about do you want to go to uh, mini Pinocchio? golf or do you want to go to see a movie? Pinocchio is like pulling teeth. It's an argument. It's not a fun conversation with the kids well, about what do you want to
1: do. He, They're not. They don't want to do either. Or they want to play golf, right? And he really think,
0: wants yeah. to see Pinocchio, and so he phrases it like it's. This is where his selfishness begins.
3: Well, and he says, uh, how old o- is just going to be you guys pushing each other and fighting and stuff? <laughs> how,
1: how old are you? Seven. You want to live to your eighth birthday? Then you're going to see Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. There's just none of it is good. Yeah. Um loves his son. So luckily he gets Roy gets called out on an emergency repair job because guess what? The p- fucking power's going out everywhere.
3: Do you when you, you should have one know of those, it's you should know it's aliens already. When you have one of those yellow lights on your truck, are you allowed to just turn it on whenever you want? Yeah. Because you're like a repair man. He just drives with it on all the time.
1: Well, you would imagine that he would be maybe repairing lines. Do you know what I mean? So he'd be stopping on the road. And, Every, is that like, what he does? He, I mean, he, He's like a lineman, I think it said, or a service. He's like a phone serviceman. So he'd, he'd have to access the phone lines. I don't know. Power grid. Um, So Roy is out on the job driving down the highway, and then this is when the goosebumps start going up on my skin. This is when I actually was moved to tears just on how well executed this fucking scene it's is. It's amazing.
3: Well, pretty cool. Yeah. But
1: just this is Spielberg building a scene and you could watch this out of context of the whole movie and get the same effect. It it doesn't really matter. And the the way it begins with the, you know he's he's lost and he's pulling the map down and this car coming up behind him and we're getting the language of the scene given to us with how the headlights come in and then come to the side and you have to get off the road, you jackass. And then the repeat of that scene where we're expecting the exact same result and the the shock, the visual unexpectedness of those lights as Just they go up. in a vertical direction. Mm-hmm. Keep it vertical. <laughs> um, I mean, I was watching with my, my girlfriend and, and she was completely shocked. As soon as they started moving in that direction... It, it fucks your, your brain up, right? And it's, it's brilliant, because then you know, oh, it's aliens. <laughs> if we go to the side, humans, straight up, aliens. Yeah. Um, and then as you were saying, I think before we rolled, they actually turned the entire car
3: upside down. It's such a cool effect how the way... He's getting beamed
1: up by the like it seems the alien
3: ship yeah, or whatever. It seems like there's no gravity in his car for a few seconds and like things are floating the, like, the glove the glove like, box is exploding. Yeah. Like everything's just floating around. Oh. That's such a really neat. But the uh, but
1: but before that happens the buildup of the scene feels to me this feels like how it's storyboarded you it almost you get the sense that they storyboarded this sequence and planned it for months and the way it builds up with the mailboxes all shaking and and fluttering and bursting open and the train sign wiggling back and forth like a fucking rubber band it's going so violently everything is building up and then it all like i don't know it's 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 one of spielberg's best scenes he's ever done i think
3: um and if it it actually you know made I me it? cry,
1: and then you get the half sunburn, which is what you're <laughs> rocking
3: right now. Yeah, I got my forehead in honor of uh, Roy <laughs> Neary. But um, what I found most moving about that scene, actually, like I'm totally uh, like jaded, uh, like cynical 2017 movie watcher. So when the lights behind the truck go up, I'm totally not surprised or impressed. I've been waiting for this to happen. It's kind of like. Okay, yeah. Now what? <clears throat> but um so, f- so it didn't work on you. No, but uh the- <laughs> I don't <laughs> but, give a fuck. Aliens, whatever. But when it's over and the the abrupt, like how how quickly the light shuts off and all the sound stops and it's just the the sign stops wiggling and comes back to nothing. And and, the, and then what silently is well what really drifting overhead. What gets me what what I found the most affecting of the of the scene was when the flashlight comes back on oh, and yeah. he's terrified. Yeah. yeah, yeah He yeah. is absolute. And I'm thinking he had to switch that on. Like he did that with his thumb. That's not a special effect. N- no.
0: Well, right. No. Well, it, Richard Gryfus did it
3: with his thumb. Like that's. Yeah. So like <laughs> to, to do that whole scene I I mean I don't know if it's done in one take but like to do that whole scene and then to just like calm it down and it's silent and then ah and he's so scared and then the car starts and he's scared again and I was like yeah you would be shitting your
1: pants yeah 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 the car starts and he does it again and he holds his head like I gotta I gotta calm down get your
3: your act together but like brilliant you just saw aliens but you you,
1: and so did you as as the audience like we are right there in the car on the passenger seat for this entire thing basically right Um, but yeah and then he chases them I'm not sure if I would do that and then that's when we get into (laughs) this weird looking yeah we get into that awesome scene where I want to fly the little red one that's really good that little beacon guy yeah but they get to the top of this hill and then there's a bunch of weird rednecks that are waiting
3: for the UFO already yeah one guy's whistling yeah that that is what I don't understand super creepy it's a
1: weird scene I don't I feel like maybe there's some scenes cut that
3: explain what Is these people are doing here? Because the man also in a later meeting announces to the community that I saw Bigfoot. You know, back in
1: my day. Yeah, and he kind of kind of ruins the entire credibility. (laughs) Son of a. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who let
3: that guy in the meeting?
1: But I love this scene because then we get this awesome shot of the road, the bend in the road, with these fucking little ice cream cone. UFOs flying around and no, then the cops the in total worst driving
3: police officer. It's like some Blue's brothers shit, but like the- <laughs> not even, that's like some Dukes of Hazard nonsense. There um,
0: it goes off the road. <laughs> oh shit. I I I love
1: I love the the design, though, of these of these ships, it, to which, me... Did it, you have a
3: particular? The little ice cream cone guy is fun, but
1: just the little weird balls, like, they all look so fucking crazy. And and, they're
3: just tumbling. And yeah.
1: the, the design of them is so basic, and it holds... For me, like, less is more. When you're doing this kind of stuff, if you want your effects to hold up in 2017, which, in my opinion, these do,
3: I, I think these little... Like, it, those ones i i agree yes, they definitely yes. hold those up. ones going around the bend yes
1: i think if you in stranger things if they make something it's going to look pretty much like that because they're trying to emulate older movies but it it looks impeccable for how old 40 years ago mm-hmm. and the visual design still does it doesn't look dated in the way that even how, star wars looks dated you how know? much
3: of it because it's been remastered right so how much of it i'd like to watch the original and see what it what it looked like, I
1: think probably a lot worse. The, I mean, it looks like they've redone a lot of the, the lighting and stuff. But I just love the these shadowy figures with just gleaming lights firing out of them. I mean, they didn't really have to design any detail on them. Yeah, they're just, it's just these
3: bright light ob- obscuring things.
1: But it, it's it's, it just mesmerizes you and you can't see it clearly. Like it, def- it just defies understanding. Like you, yeah, I'm not it's sure. Brilliant.
3: That's, that's when you say it defies understanding to me, it's almost an inconsistency. That's hard to get over at the end of the movie. Like, the, the little red UFO is so different in size, and like some of the things that we see later, there's all different sizes. I and feel
1: like that's Spielberg trying to explain all of the different sightings that have been reported. You know, some people saw a weird ice cream cone, some people saw a weird flying triangle, some people saw all on the
3: one big a, mothership a, a saucer. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and, and these are all their different ships that are all kind of collect together in, in the
3: mothership or something. Uh, okay. I don't know. Okay, it's a okay, community, that's a good, I'll accept that. It's a simple, you know. It's a simple one. They're just driving their cars around. I mean, there's different types of cars yeah, on the road. Right. right? Uh, and,
1: and then, of course, we get the little shaving cream scene where we get the hints of the Devil's Tower coming in, which I think is a nice sequence where he, um, Roy, Roy is kind of getting hints of this image and it's starting to sort of materialize in his brain, um, and then that's when we're cross cutting to more of the Michael Crichton goodies with the ghost ship. And yeah, the, the boat's cool. We're like in Indi- a
3: Russian ship in the desert.
1: India. And we introduce the. Blah, 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 blah. This theme
3: comes into the film. Yeah, which it looks like they're Hare Krishna's, weird. but they're chanting this like. It's not th- le- words. It's just like num, 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 num. this is a weird direction for the movie to go in, right? Where did the sounds come from? But
1: it's still it's still keeping in line with this weird mystery science vibe that's going on. Um, I don't understand how the hand signals connect to yeah the, this.
0: It's so weird. Like, why
1: is that here? Is that arbitrary? Are you just assigning some some? Uh,
0: well, they t- old sign language. Well, to that's a, sim- I think sounds? that's a real thing, but like it doesn't make sense in the movie because the reasoning that they is, we're given is that they're trying to teach us a basic what language, like, like something from the sound. to show around the so, world. So, so the aliens, like in that case, the aliens would already have to know those hand sing- signals. Yeah,
1: they're doing. For, and how do we know them? I and don't how get do we, it. Like,
0: how do we know that's what? Yeah, exactly what they're trying to give us. So, like a tonal language. um... It's not a universal thing. Um, And that leads me to... Like, I I really enjoyed this movie, but I do have criticisms. A, why are they attracting artists and just artistic people from the sounds of it? Um, And not mathematicians and people that might actually be able to progress society.
3: Because this isn't a rival, and you're not Denny Villeneuve. The
0: the aliens
1: seem to be targeting people for some reason that we end up not fully I mean, knowing, which yeah. I think is a great
0: choice. Well it, they may not be creative themselves. So maybe they just need uh
3: think people that can think outside the box yeah. and make uh mountains out of garbage in their yeah, living. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I think I think it's a smart choice to um to not show you what they really need you for and they're casting a wide net to to bring in as many people who fit their criteria. Um you know you, why how would we be able to comprehend this? However, what could possibly be of more importance That's than, you, you know, staying on Earth with your family?
0: Like, what, what could it be, right? We never know. That just seems like such a... Like, Steven Spielberg wrote this, but it just seems like such a... Kid, like a kid wrote this? Self-important, pompous decision, because, like, we're artists, we're important... Yeah. We're the only yeah. ones that are being called by yeah. the aliens.
1: Uh so they discover that these latitude and longitude, they're leading to Wyoming. The Devil's Tower has something to do with this. The aliens probably gonna meet at uh for for a it's rave. A la- it's a landing pad. We're gonna go to a rave. It's a landing pad. Alien rave. There's a sweet music festival happening at Devil's Tower. The aliens are gonna be there. Burning we should, Man. We should go. Yeah. Burning male- Burning Alien. They should actually have a cool alien festival at Devil's Tower. I'm I'm sure they do actually.
0: Mm, Maybe, Um, maybe.
1: But then we cut to Barry's abduction sequence, which might be the best scene in the whole movie. And I want to know, how was this scene in the theater? It
0: was amazing. Like, it looked so good. The
1: skies basically open up and burst into flame. Those effects are so cool and the little as soon as those smoke effects and with the light behind them you you, that shot of the house with the, the fiery sky in the background and little lights come touching down towards it and you know okay we're fucked we're fucked and the whole house starts glowing red the shot of that that shot of the keyhole with the red light
3: when he opens the door. Bursting through. It, when he opens the door and it floods into the room and you like, "Oh iconic. my goodness." You're it's like a Wizard silly Boy. It's like
1: Wizard of Oz level shit, really. Like this is the top, the creme de la creme of cinematic history in terms of cinematography, I think. Yeah. It, uh,
0: it's gorgeous and these aliens are
3: dicks. Yeah. They kind of pull you right through the doggy door, don't they? Well, I don't understand how that works. Like, are they super strong? And, like, how easily do they get in and out of their little ships? And, like, how many of them fit in those little ships? And, I know. And did they grab him with the ships? Or, or, or did they use their little alien hands? And I don't know. And, like, was... Why, like, why was she pulling? Couldn't she just look... I mean... I know. He, he seemed to be going willingly, so... Yeah. I have questions as, like... <laughs> This uh, whole thing, I was really sort of scratching my head a bunch. It,
1: it's more of just like a ride, right? Like, it's just an experience. Like, I feel like the audience is put in onto, like, a Universal Studios ride at this point, And they're just basically,
0: here's what it's like to get abducted, everybody. We're going to abduct the audience. This is the fourth kind. Yeah, like, it, <sighs> it just doesn't seem to... Jive with the aliens we get. I know. At the end. I know. No, yeah,
3: they give them all back. It's yeah. why would but you terrifying? Why would you scare the shit out of us when just, if you're nice? What are yeah. you doing? Because time actually doesn't pass when you're with them. So they, it's and, and like it's like he never went. They don't want Jillian, right? So they she got targeted with imagery. She's
1: getting imagery of Devil's Tower, but they wanted Barry. Well, she didn't want to go.
3: Like they gave Barry back. Yeah. They don't need him, no, okay, maybe I don't know. maybe they actually why they, would they because family they're like where he didn't want to go because his mom wasn't there, and I don't she get he wouldn't go
1: because
0: no, I don't get it either, he wasn't there,
1: but so it's it's weird that they only want Barry in this situation, I don't know if they do or not, they got the wrong person. But the film noticeably shifts gears after this scene. I think when control of the movie is handed over to the military, essentially, and the mystery of the film kind of dra- like dissolves away, and it turns into a little more of like a chase movie. And the yeah. last forty minutes are paced really bad. I
3: got to be honest, it's, they, it's not they drag mm. it way too far out, and and, and, and then it doesn't even make sense. What turns out why they're at Devil's Tower. Uh, like because they're not on top of it, and, just, they make it seem like it's going to be on top of it. They're then just it's behind totally, it. Yeah, they're <laughs> just that's that's literally it. They're just behind <laughs> it. Like, um, oh but
1: so. The point of this movie really Is that Roy starts see- Getting images of Devil's Tower Before he really knows What it is Right And that's the whole The famous mashed potatoes scene Where he's This which means something Brilliantly shot by the way Which is just a A close up of the mashed potatoes As he's carving it And you can hear his family Freaking the fuck out And then the fork Stops Carving And then we tilt up To Roy Who He knows that His family is Yeah they're all watching as fuck and they start crying it's and all really this. It's a really
3: supportive family moment where they're all like, "Okay, listen, Dad, we've noticed that you've something's been wrong a with strange, Dad, right? And we just wanted to say that we're here and we care about you and we want to help you in any way that we can." And and he, they all embrace and yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Actually, no, they all no. just get really he,
1: angry. In, instead, he switches to clay, <laughs> and he actually starts just. Building on his train set a larger and larger version of the Devil's Tower. Yeah, because But it's a mountain version. He doesn't really know what he's building, right?
3: But, but he's doing this because his wife won't let him sleep in he's, their room. Like, he's been kicked out that, to the basement where like, he's m- modeling. Is
0: that how lot people react a lot of the time in situations like this? I, I must admit I've not really been in a situation you've where never, my father was carving oh, mashed potatoes. Okay, But uh, where... The reaction is so inherently selfish that they're just worried about how it makes them feel and not the person that seems to be... Yeah, they never no, were... Wor- and poorly written <laughs> okay. at some points.
1: They're I never see. worried about his, like, mental health, really, no, at he's any like, point. fractured and they're just like... Yeah um but
3: stop I, doing that it makes me feel weird
1: that that's where this movie is the most interesting when you just ignore the the garbage writing of his family and the movie he just, didn't
3: have a family so he didn't know how this well, works. The,
1: it, once the movie ignores all that it, it ends up being a more focused and he makes
3: out with a different mom
1: <laughs> yeah but i just <laughs> the, it's it's it, it abandons all that and is trying to get at the movie's point which is the idea of of trying desperately to understand a vague and powerful idea, just idea something. or obsession.
2: Yeah.
1: One that you can like hardly articulate or express, but takes up every you, bit of, your, and, and you know, it's important. You yeah. know that it's, it's the most important thing in the world, but you don't really even know what it is. Um, and, and, and you feel like you're being chosen for something chasing the truth. You want answers more than anything else. Right. And then this is where the movie starts giving you these tiny little hooks where Roy might, he, he, he attempts to reel his marriage back in. And I, I don't think that he's completely irresponsible here. I think there are some moments where he tries to redeem himself, including, so they have a huge fight. Ronnie's like, I've had no more of your bullshit. We're fucking done. Um, and just as roy is willing the next morning right he's willing to throw his obsession away um ronnie's forgiven him the next
3: morning everything feels like maybe we
1: can get over up, this she's
3: like i'm sorry about last night maybe
1: we can get over this and then roy is dismantling
3: he's just he's this is when he's really unhinged this is this is where the movie's really bri- ratchets the the brilliance for me
1: is because he's he attempts to to reconcile with his family, but then as soon as he pulls the top off the mountain that he's building, revealing the actual shape of Devil's Tower, the image coming into he, full like, realization in front into of him,
3: clarity, and now he's fully committed. He's like, "Oh,
2: okay, I like, got to make it." We better.
1: were so close, right? We were just as he was willing to admit that his family is more important, well, and, that's and like, just as he's willing to throw this stupid obsession away. Uh, like he just By accident Gets
3: completely sucked Right back into it And we hear about Other people Like the French guy At the end says You know How many How many other people Did not make it this far Right Because they could not Make it for whatever or reason Or just did not They not make, did not see the television
1: They did not make the connection But then that's when Roy starts Destroying his own home like yeah, he's phys- a luni- he's a physically, lunator. physically, yeah. not just metaphorically, with his family, starts so dumping garbage and soil into the like the. He the smashes the s- a window. The symbolism of that just completely like bringing the obsession into his living room and 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 replacing his family with this yeah.
0: this thing. That's, like, that's the only thing that makes sense is that it's specific for symbolism because even though he's unhinged, would he really just shovel a shit ton of dirt and garbage into his l- kitchen? Well, once he saw this image
1: become so much clearer in his mind, and he knows he's on the right track to something, then he becomes obsessed. And then we get a second... Yeah, but it's
3: more than obsessed, though. It's like obsessed doesn't mean you... You, just, you you think that the yeah. best material to make your sculpture out of is like your neighbor's chicken wire? No, like I know. He I just know. he's he's insane. Well, he, his mind he, can't handle. He realizes this, right? At this
1: point in the movie, he still doesn't know what he's building, and he doesn't know this. Again, this is why this movie couldn't exist in 2017
3: because yeah, he would have googled it.
1: <laughs> but you can't do that in 77, and you know you would. You can see where you may might not know all the geographical features of the United States, right? It's Obviously. like it's a national
3: park, too. Wouldn't he have recognized yeah. that? Yeah.
1: So he is willing to... He, he, he looks at this giant monument that's touching the ceiling in his living room, oh. and then he's on the phone with Ronnie, willing to make amends, realizing I am completely out of my mind, and once again tr- trying to make the best attempt he can to save his marriage. But the 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 allure of this vision that's implanted in his brain like is is way too great. He sees it on the TV and says, okay, well, I gotta go, bye. And that's him well, hanging the phone.
0: kind of
3: a lame, that, It is, but
0: that's is, him. Is he's, that, that's not...
3: It's not the best he could do to save his marriage because he's not, lying it, the whole time.
1: It's not, but
3: he went... Well, that
0: conversation is him
3: basically losing the conversation he lies the whole time and then he finds out that his wife is not willing to reconcile yeah that's what yeah. happens
0: it breaks down because like he's attempting but she's not having any of it and it, then he sees what it is to me it, it's, it's maybe more heartbreaking
1: as far as the timing of these moments for his character right when he's willing to change his behavior he always gets another clue that Allows him to tumble back down further. Um, yeah, he's he's a dickhead, right? But now he has more in common with the the blonde, the well, hot blonde Jillian. Yeah, he,
3: he's
0: well, he's his I don't think family he's as much a dick as his wife is. Well, really, yeah, not like supportive. his family disowned him at this point. Like that's that's what the movie does well with this: is he has no reason to stick around because they're not giving him the time of day. Yeah, so that like he's not so much a selfish dick. At yeah, this. he's not a deadbeat. His yeah. family. Like his family at this point has is given up
3: on him because he's. It's interesting to watch through a lens of twenty seventeen because like he's just this really vulnerable and like poor guy in need of help and and his wife finds that it terrifying and unacceptable. Yeah, Jesus! All of the characters in this movie are like
1: awfully
2: written.
3: Just, just it's interesting. Awful. I'm, I'm really again, glad they'll, to they'll find be- out that he didn't have a family because now it all makes sense. Like you can be. Some, I feel like it's something that you have to experience, right? He probably crin- Spielberg probably cringes when he watches this thing. Yeah. You know? Watching the tears, like the single tear roll down the son's cheek um, and stuff, and the crybaby scene you were talking <laughs> yeah, about. Like,
1: They're brutal. But the, the, the movie does, I think, deliver in its final act with all of this sort of jerking around and, and blue balling you to the finale when you do get the mothership, when all this, the b- movie Spon- builds. When the glass breaks, it, it, if you will. All of it is incredible. They have a DJ battle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the DJ booth versus. Yeah, it's really good. The um, Red Bull, the, but the, Scott, but the, the, the Scott Mothership scene. The the, the, the the payoff of this Mothership arriving is is. Like, it is awe inspiring. If there's some
3: kit bashing going on, it's kind of shitty, but. It's also another funny moment of it was just behind. Yeah.
0: We were just hiding out. But, like, you, the we'll other get you ones, guys on this side. The other ships we got to watch come down from we'll the atmosphere and like, zoom you. across like yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. And
3: this one's just like, I was hiding there. There's a couple
0: of weird shots in this. Uh, like, the. Where this camera's framing from, like,. The top down into the the canyon on the other side, so you see the devil's uh chimney or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. <laughs> smokestack. It's like oh, a little model, right? And then so and then the ship comes in, but you get the perspective in that same shot, and you're like, well, this looks tiny. It's here. coming around the side of it. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Oh, I know that same shot. Yeah, the very one,
1: bizarre. The
3: one ship in the one sort of shot looks way smaller than the It's like it does going through yeah, I, like, I know what you mean. Or, that, that was when so that sort of is one of my issues too. So when when we're at the science base place at the foot of the chimney um and the the little craft come down and hover and like begin the interactions I don't Th- those things feel very, like, I don't understand who, what kind of the, which aliens are I know. there, and, like, how... Oh, well, that's why it gets confusing
1: with the three different types of aliens, right? So yeah. when we finally complete our DJ battle, and we say our greetings, and...
3: Yeah, the Beastie Boys have proven that we are worthy. They're playing that yeah. fucking
1: beats. Yeah. When, when we get the first alien come out, the spindly spider leg alien with scary. the long ass Kind of scary looking. Really fucking
3: weird. Like and he goes, Slenderman.
1: Hi, I'm Slenderman alien. <laughs> Bye. And you're like, what the
3: fuck was that? He literally just like he just, puts his arms out and then he's gone. We and, don't know and where he went. the little children
1: aliens come out and bounce around. The like and, and they choose. This is where I like... The, you know the arrogance of NASA or whatever this government yeah, program. they put it's
3: together like, the red jumpsuit plan. We clan. got the
1: best and the brightest ready to go on your spaceship. Like, Silk well, jumpsuits. No, we actually so- we know who we, we selected. A we bunch. We invited people. So my question here is: is would Jillian, if
3: she had the guts to come down, totally? They would have taken her. They would have taken yep, her too. Yep, yep, yep. And her son probably could have gone again.
1: But they just return him because to
3: mom. they know that mom wants to be- have her son.
1: But then why well, didn't?
3: Okay, whatever. I don't know yeah, it's
1: it, <laughs> it's
0: it's a little weird because it almost seems like she doesn't like want they, to go. She's not it, ready. I don't know if they were it seems like they took Barry just to get her there. <laughs> like, like why why was, like, yeah. they just
3: thought he was a cool dude. They liked hanging out with Barry. <laughs> That's true. this is
0: this is where the the movie leaves
1: all these questions open in like an experimental way or the seventies again. They strike the seventies hadn't been done a hundred Strikes times. again. So why was Roy chosen? We don't know. What why is he special? right? Why are these people special? as you said, maybe they're all people who love uh Bob Ross videos
2: mm. um
1: they love clay and art, and they're just really sensitive. They all have train sets in their basement. Why would Roy have a greater purpose with the aliens than he would with his family on earth? like what could it possibly be and And the movie doesn't give you that too right? much time around
3: power lines hm
0: also He's susceptible to his mind family control. his family has disowned him, so he <laughs> has you might as well just take off. I think we've been kind of harsh on
1: this movie. Or just on Roy, maybe. Yeah. What
0: are we giving this, though? Like, what, what oh, are... Oh, a
1: high score. That's what I mean. I'm giving this, like, a 9 out of 10, Whew. despite all of these character flaws. I mean, we're viewing this through a lens of, of 40 years uh, I don't know at a different can... culture. At a different culture. For yeah. real.
3: And that's because the context is so different today than when this movie came out. We barely talked about the aliens. You know what I mean? Fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah. Also, there was an ET, right? Like yeah. straight up lifted. Yeah. There's like
0: him. a third guy who does the weird. I don't think that's sign supposed language. to be a third. I think that's supposed to be they're just the same E.T.? guy, just different. No, that's ET because that's, that's his smile.
3: Be... <laughs> he smiles and it looks. Bro, that's supposed yeah. to yeah. be. It's yeah. supposed
0: to be one of the Graylians because like the little Graylian what? kids. That's what I think because oh, they're all shadowed, right? You don't really see oh. them, yeah, and so yeah, this yeah. is the ac- the when close they see up in light. Yeah. Like, uh, don't, don't look at the,
3: clearly the children behind. This is what the little ETs look like. What and is it, your score? I got to go with like an eight and a half. It mm-hmm. doesn't crack the nine because of the, you know, poorly. I don't want to say poorly because it's not poorly, but it's it's sort of inaccurate. You know, it's not a good relationship depiction depicted. Um, uh, so, yeah, it gets the eight and a half for okay. me.
0: Mike. Ooh. ooh oh. Eight and a half. okay. Yeah, I can't... Again, it's it's because this movie's 40 years old. Yeah, like, th- these are fair scores. 77, this was like a nine, nine and a half, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Today... Time scratches away. Uh, <sighs> that sucks. Today, it doesn't quite hold up as much, but it's still a fantastic movie. Uh, but I agree with you on the pacing issues. Like, as soon as he heads off to get to the Devil's Smokestack... And they can uh, just
3: sneak around the government fences the like devil, no problem. The, the devil short stack. <laughs> um, the military has gotten like, a little bit better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie does start to fail and, and tumble apart. Well, when they yeah. use
0: the easy whatever gas on them, like it's it's just yeah. this weird. It, there's a lot of yeah X-Machina, that doesn't exist either, right? No. Like
3: there's no just sleeper gas that crop dusting. Uh, guys, that's a review of Close
1: Encounters of the Third Kind. It's in theaters for one week only. It's also check available it out because probably
0: l- at your library for real. Yeah, it looks awesome on the big screen. It's in like it's so good. It, most of it holds up. Yeah, it's in, it's projected in 4K.
1: Available on 4K Blu-ray, I suppose. Uh, if you see the movie, if you've seen the movie, if you love the movie. Email us, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Of our
3: review or the movie. Whatever, whatever right?
1: Yeah. Um, next week on the show. Special. We are reviewing the movie.
3: It. It's scary.
1: I cannot wait. Be... I'm
0: surprised we're reviewing this because you guys be be are not fans scared. of horror movies. Are you movies. kidding me? But I love Stephen King. Yeah. This so. movie
1: is going to be a juggernaut. The box office has been tanking and it's ready for a fuse to blow
3: it up. And and I've heard really good things yeah, about this. I'm it's supposed excited. to be good. Like the kids to be in the movie, just being terrified oh, yeah. while filming it. And the is... week
1: the week after that we have Mother from Darren Aronofsky. So we actually have some horror movies lined up. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. In addition to our Clockwork Orange review. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Which is coming next week as well brother drugs. uh that'll be on patreon.com slash vertical viewing visit that donate at the rate of one two three dollars a month
0: hydrogen helium or lithium
1: you get access to all the back catalog of awesome reviews like Chappie, like superman returns like dune
0: dune Dune, guys
1: and you can tell us what you want us to review
0: yes
3: uh as we said next week is it
0: I cannot wait for this. I'm sad that it's one of two movies. Though. I know, right? I'm not, actually, because if they're both awesome, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, and if it, one sucks, th- then... The story actually works for a natural breaking point anyway, so it's... It'll you know, work, sweet, right? Yeah. Uh,
3: where can we find you on the
0: internet, Red? Uh, you could look on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. Tight. Nice. At Michael Arland on Twitter. Sometimes there's a tweet. Sometimes there's not. He gets there. Most of the time there's not. Sometimes <laughs> there's a tweet. Uh, I
1: am at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. Go to Letterboxd, find me on there, go to verticalviewing.com if you want to be a part of our, a one night stand basically, part of our VVP crew, who donates and then gets the fuck out of there, you can click that PayPal link. It's pretty chill, we're, we're cool with that. Yeah, help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show.
3: We appreciate it. Uh, we, whatever you can do. Yeah, exactly. It means a lot to us.
1: On Twitter at verticalviewing, on Instagram, you know the whole deal. Uh, the final thoughts are what? What do you want to say? Do beams of light come out of UFOs in a vertical direction? You we, want...
0: Well, you can just see how this influenced cinema from that day forward when it comes to alien shit. So keep it vertical. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, be like the trend in alien movies since
3: Close Encounters of the Third Kind and keep it vertical. <laughs>